all right people what is going on what is going on i hope you guys are having a fantastic morning this is episode 258 of the first and frame rate show i am bl baller and today we got a lot to unpack got a couple of topics on deck and it's going to be a lot like i said a lot to unpack um if you guys are listening on the youtubes you already see the ticker if you're listening to this on the podcast avenue you already seen the topics and um it's going to be there's going to be a lot to talk about, like I said. Um, f- before I get started, uh, I want to thank you guys on the YouTube side of things. I've just made over a thousand subscribers. Um, when I changed the format to talking about Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football, I didn't think this was going to be the case. I, I, I didn't know that people were going to actually watch, and the response has been great. I mean, the, the channel has been growing pretty well throughout the entire 2021 and right when we get into 2022 we make that milestone to a thousand subs and we're going to keep pushing for many more but it all starts with you guys you the ones that make this go and i really really appreciate it and with that being said if you like the content if you are interested in this content hit the like button share this and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already if this is your first time here welcome if this is your first time listening to the this on the podcast side Go ahead and give me a pretty good rating on the podcast avenue and also share this with your friends, especially if you are um, uh, an Atlanta Falcons or Georgia Southern Eagles fan. You know, we like to talk about those two topics here and everything under the umbrella. We do dibble and dabble at other teams or whatever the case may be. And uh, we uh, just talk about the teams throughout the Sun Belt, the college football, also the NFC South and the NFL. So we get into all of that. But Let's talk about these topics right here on hand. We're going to talk about Calvin Ridley first because Calvin Ridley has been missing in action ever since, like, I think it was like right before or right after the, um, he made the announcement after the the Panthers game, I think, uh, when we lost that game, I can't remember. Walked away because of, you know, he said he cited mental health issues and, you know, I'm not the one to really get into all of that because I'm, I'm not nowhere near expert into that. But he hasn't been really, you know, I don't even think he's been around the facility, let alone been on the team ever since that happened. Well, with that being said, we have look, we're looking at a situation now where the season is almost in and we still have to play the Saints. And um, there's already been talks about what to do with Calvin Ridley. And if you already seen the titles or whatever, I'm, I already got you got my answer. If you thought uh, what we should do with him, I think the Falcons should go ahead and get rid of him. I think that should be the case, and um, uh, there's there's no other way around that when it comes to uh, the Falcons, in my opinion. They got to pay him $11 million next year, and if they cut him, that's going to be a lot of money they're going to be paying. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be in a situation similar to the Julio Jones situation. If we trade him, we need to find a team that's going to uh, actually take that salary as well. Um, I believe in Terry Fontenot. I think that's going to happen. I shouldn't have a problem. I mean, well, they shouldn't have a problem with doing that. Um, first and foremost, Kevin Ridley is um, younger, so he has more of an upside to what he could possibly do for a team. And um, he's shown that he could be a pretty good receiver. I don't think he's going to be sitting out with injuries like Julio Jones has. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think the Falcons won that trade. But that's a whole other story for another day. Um, I just think the Falcons should go ahead and try to get maybe uh I, I say a first. Well, well, I'll take that back. Let me take that back. A second, maybe a first. 
But I think the second round is ideal. That'll give us three second round picks for the upcoming draft. I, I think that's pretty good value at that spot. If we do get a first, I, I will be shocked if we can get a first out of this. Um, I, Like I said, with the, I, I just think that the whole situation and the way this team played this year, going seven, well, we, I, ain't gonna say, I don't know the final, uh, you know, uh, standings because we still got a game to play, but winning seven games, possibly eight, they showed that they can actually play without Calvin Ridley. A lot of people may feel that we still need him, and I agree. I mean, I think we do. We need that talent on the field, but if he don't want to be here, I'm just going to give you the same uh, notion that I gave with Julio Jones. I'm not going to hold on or try to hold on to somebody who don't want to be here. And I'm getting that sentiments with the Calvin Ridley situation. We don't know how he feels or whatever case maybe haven't heard anything public or heard any um statements from him but you know julio jones easily said that you know he's out of there he said that on undisputed um so i feel that calvin really may feel the same way even though if he don't feel that way i i just feel as an organization the falcons may want to just try to part ways with him and and send him somewhere else that he may feel like he need a fresh start and with the salary cap situation we have Getting that eleven million off the cap, you know, getting that, um, put that back on the uh, the salary cap, so we can have more money to spend is really enticing right now. Um, yes, we do need receivers, and we'll talk about that down the road. Um, as far as drafting and or picking up a couple in free agency, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that then. But I think this is a I think this is a good move for the Falcons. The Falcons should go ahead and move him, and uh. You just don't know how this is going to play out if he does decide to come back. I mean, will he be the same? Do he, will he have feel to have, have that same feeling again where he wants to walk off and don't play for the rest of the season? Will he, you know, cite in, you know, mental health issues once again? You just, I don't think you want to take that risk because, it, you know, you get you get uh, in a situation where you're, well, when you're in the situation twice, you're going to be looking around like, okay, um, this is not um sustainable business wise. So with that being said, I feel that the Falcons just go ahead and just move him. Go ahead and and see if you could trade him to a team that's willing to take on the salary. I I mean, eleven million for Calvin Ridley in his last year of the season, um, or last year of this contract is not. It's pretty friendly to be honest with you, going with the going rate for wide receivers, and they could restructure that deal if he's happy where he is. So whoever, whatever team that picks him up, could actually you know get a steal uh, as far as um, money wise. So uh, I'm 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 a fan of it. Hopefully, whatever he's going through, hopefully he's um, able to overcome because you just don't know how people are nowadays. And, and I'm not the one to really talk about it because I don't know. And if you don't know, you just don't know. So with that being said, I feel that the Falcons are going to move on him. Now, with this being another thing I want to talk about, if this is going to be the case with Calvin Ridley being moved, uh. I don't think that not I don't even think this is in the cards anyway. But you can probably kiss the Matt Ryan situation possibly being moved to goodbye. I, I I highly doubt that they'll try to get rid of Calvin Ridley and turn right back around and try to do a, a Matt Ryan trade or whatever the case be. I, I just don't see that. Um that will be I think I I I think that'll be counterproductive to what they're doing. And as far as the Matt Ryan situation going, as far as that goes. The worst thing that could have happened for anybody who wants Matt Ryan gone is for them to win this many games. 
for them to win this many games with this with this roster and 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 everything that's going on with this team nobody's really at fault at what happened you you can't point the blame at anybody that's going with what 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 is going on with this team this team overachieved overall i mean we had high expectations i had high expect i thought they could win at least nine to ten games and to be quite honest they got close to doing that with the roster not as good as we thought it was so that's one of the worst things that could have happened for them to win seven possibly eight games you're not i don't i don't see them really getting rid of matt ryan under these circumstances unless something you know a deal that comes up that's too good to to, to pass up and um a lot of people rumbling about the steelers or whatever i'm i'm gonna be, i'm not sure if the steelers would do it um and i don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but i don't think the steelers would do it because they're probably going I, unless if they unless they can't find a quarterback that's really going to be the quarterback of the future matt ryan could be a stopgap if that was the case but I, I just don't see it happen especially with this calvin ridley thing going on i don't see them offloading calvin ridley to another team and turn right back around and try to do matt ryan and matt ryan's salary i i don't know it could be done stranger things happen but i don't see them picking up a 45 50 million dollar uh um uh salary and even if they did, the money's going to be going to, to Atlanta, and then we're going to be in purgatory with that money that we have to pay. You know, and, and we already got some bad contracts of people that's no longer with the Falcons still paying them. So I don't think we're going to do that. So um, at least one more year with with Matt Ryan, and I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to use his entire contract. They're going to run his whole contract out. Um, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Um, but like I said, Calvin Ridley, I feel that uh, he's going to be um, probably traded. I think they should move him. They should go ahead and do it and and, and with no hesitation at the end of the season. Um, I'm pretty sure Terry Fontenot can make some things happen. He's done pretty good with the Julio Jones trade, and I'm not uh, complaining about that at all. Maybe he can um, do make make something work again this offseason. So, uh, um it is it, it's really unfortunate at the end of the day because we could have used his services um russell gage stepped up cal pitts did his thing Zacchaeus had some moments as well hayden hurts had a couple of touchdowns um a depleted wide receiver uh roster um matt ryan did a lot with nothing this is probably like one of the worst receiving uh the worst receiving groups I've seen in a long time. And, and I'm not talking about like tight ends or what I'm just talking about wide receivers. I've never seen a wide receiver group that was like, I'm not going to say they were bad. It's just that they weren't as talented as other wide receiver groups. Cause I mean, Russell Gage balled out. Zacchaeus tried to do the best he could as well. Taji shop tried to play as well, but I don't think the talent level, you know, you, you just didn't see it. I mean, we basically played with a bunch of number threes, you know, I think I think Russell Gage was a two-ish, three, you know, three going on two, number two wide receiver. So, um, and even with Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley never tried to take on the role as a wide receiver one. So, um, I just don't see it. So, I'm just looking at the entire situation where we just had a bunch of twos and threes out there, mostly just threes and fours out there playing and matt ryan made something happen with all of that um shout out to the cow Pitts of the world or cow Pitts himself actually was able to eclipse a thousand yards um receiving i mean what can you say about that that was just amazing the way he did that and it's uh 
pretty cool that um uh, for a rookie to uh uh exceed those the, the, to that plateau. You know that's pretty cool. And you know before I get into the Dylan Springer thing, I I didn't even talk about the Georgia Southern side of things. Before I get into Dylan Springer, did y'all see that column or that that article of by D. Orlando Ledbetter of AJC? I mean, why? Listen, why would you take a shot at at Kyle Pitts like that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to talk about the article. Personally, I don't think it gets. It shouldn't get as much time as it did now. But he's basically saying that you know, the fact that Kyle Pitts is playing 17 games, it doesn't matter what he did against Mike Ditka's. I think it's Mike Ditka. Yeah, Mike Ditka's record when he played 14. Why would you do that to your own? You know, your your local team. Why would you write stuff like that? I, I just don't get it. It's just not just in Atlanta. There's a lot of other sports towns that do this. It just just talk down to their teams for some unknown reason. I don't I mean look, I get it. You get you can't be positive all the time. That's one thing not to be positive all the time. But it just attack a certain player just because when in the middle of they're having success, is that's beyond me. If you want to attack a player because they're not doing well, and and you you demand better of your team. That's the, the local team that you're covering. I get it, but in the middle of them doing something well, you're gonna find a way to find a negative about it. I mean, who does that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I you know what? I don't live in Atlanta anymore, and I, I mean, I used to. And you know, my wife, she's talking about possibly moving back to Atlanta. You know, what that, that that's a whole other story. That's not that should you know we don't need to talk about now, but. I used to love being in Atlanta and getting AJC, listening to 92.9 The Game, which I still do on my phone. I still listen to 92.9 The Game. Um, I love listening to Atlanta sports. That's just my thing, even though I'm not a Hawks fan. But it, it, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, i never seen anybody throughout this entire time, even though you have some pundits on the, the radio show that does, goes against the grain. But I've never seen nobody, and and it's not an attack on Dio Orlando Ledbetter. It's not it's not an attack on him. I'm not trying to attack, but I've never seen nobody. Even all the times I've been in Atlanta, I've never seen nobody to go after a team like that or after a player. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys know, but from where I look at it, it's good to be criticizing. It's good to talk down on the team when they're not doing good. But in the middle of them doing something positive, I just I just don't get it. It's, to me, it's it's, it's unbelievable. I, I I just don't know. Um, but I, I, enough of that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But nevertheless, if you like this content, hit that like button. If you're on the YouTube's, if you're on the podcast avenues, go ahead and hit those stars. Give me a a, a high star. Uh, 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 give me a good rating over there. Let people know what I'm doing over here subscribe to the channel if you're on youtube um subscribe on the podcast avenue if you are um able to just hit that button and so every time i go uh and live and or uh, when i go well if i ever go live on the youtube side but if i ever go um and upload a new episode you'll get it right away if you subscribe so thank you guys for the support you guys are awesome you guys are amazing and let's get into the georgia southern side of the show linebacker dylan springer or is it linebacker or is it defensive lineman uh i could say that wrong let me see i think he's a defensive lineman yeah nevertheless dylan springer is coming back he's going to be returning to the georgia southern eagles to play his final season um 
is last year eligibility. This is big news. Um, and if he's if he's a defensive end, you know, or or whatever, I, I can't remember because I see him all over the field. If he's one of the two, I apologize. But um, I, this is a really, really big deal with Will Harris, a defensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure he's going to put him in a pretty good position to continue to be the leader that he is. Um, his last year eligibility, you know, you want to see a guy that has this type of um, uh, leadership that can actually show the young guys that are going to be coming in and some guys who just need some form of direction on the field. He's going to be that guy. And uh, it's, it's good to see um, more talent that's experienced staying with the team you know you you already had guys that are that really not that wasn't going to go anywhere just yet I mean you, like you said you had the CJ Wrights of the world he's graduated um he's going to the draft Randy Wade he's going into the draft and you know so you got a guy the next man up that's going to be able to continue to to mentor uh be somewhat of a mentor show some of the new guys the ropes on how to play college football and uh actually you know lead the team as far as the defense, you know, when you have guys like a Dylan Springer, Derek Canteen, and um, you have other guys, uh, possibly Sean Pell Kissing, if he's on defense, oh man, I hope he is. That'd be great. Um, you also have uh, Najee Thompson, who may play defense as well. Uh, Eldrick Robinson is a young guy who played very well in the absence of people who were injured. You know, when you have these guys coming in to play, um, it's, it's really a good thing. And this is what you want to see when it comes to this type of, uh, um, you know, this type of camaraderie when you have a team getting together, especially with a new coaching staff and all this other stuff. It's a really good thing. Okay, so let's talk about Dylan Springer's stats. And um, this is something that that that's pretty interesting when you see what he done. He played all 12 games, played and started in all 12 games. He had 29 tackles, seven tackles for a loss, and 3.5 sacks. Five quarterback hurries and one forced fumble. So he's a guy that can get to the ball. You know, and this is really good. And it seems like he's just been getting better and better as every season that he played. So even the year before, he's gotten better. So this is the type of stuff that you want to see. This is this is exactly what you want to see when it comes to a player that is coming back to a team that knows how to get to the football, who knows how to tackle. Who knows how to get in the backfield? So when you're looking at stuff like this and you got other players coming, we got a lot of outside linebackers coming. A lot of outside, a lot of defense have been picked up throughout this recruiting um, class that um, we discussed on an, on, on the signing day show. So we're going to have a pretty stout defense already, in my opinion. I think we'll have, I think we have a, I ain't going to say stout. I, I will take that back. We have a better defense than we did last year. And for him to come back is just going to be more of a, um, you know, an asset. It's going to be a really big deal to have somebody of this caliber, of somebody with this type of leadership coming back in to play. Now with him, you have, I think, like I said, Derek Canteen. You're also going to have uh, possibly Najee Thompson playing defense. I'm not 100% sure yet. With those three guys up front, or well, I can say up front, those three guys in the forefront of the defense, and you possibly, and I'll say this again, Sean Pell kisses to play defense, and I think he'll be really good for the defense. You have a guy like him, and you got these other guys that are coming in that I've seen these these recruits, and some guys are going to be stepping up that we may not even know right now. 
I think we're going to have a pretty decent defense. And then, you know, like I said, I don't want to talk about the the recruits that are coming in so far. The, you know, the, the, the Mark Stampley's and you got the Ashton Whitners. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't want to talk about them too much. Those two guys look like they can play right away. And I'm dead. I think, I think the Marks, I think Mark Stampley, I think Ashton Whitner could probably could play right away. They just look that good. They, 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 it just seems that way. So with Dylan Springer going to be coming back and they can feed off him, finding out, you know, okay, what to look out for here, what to look out for, even though they don't play in the secondary, like, um, they play in the secondary. He plays linebacker. You're still going to have that type of leadership that they're going to be trying to get information from. So that's always a good thing to have when you're looking into um, a defense. You know, it, it starts from the inside out. Start from the trenches on back. And in some cases, it starts with the leadership at the linebacker position. And like I said, I don't want to be the one that says this. I don't know. I think Dylan Springer plays linebacker. I don't want to be the guy to say he does it because I can't remember. I just remember him playing a lot of positions. So, like I said, he can play linebacker, he can play on defensive line. Wherever he plays, it's always it's still going to be a good a good thing for the Georgia Southern Eagles. Man, let me tell you something. I cannot wait to signing day next month. I cannot wait until spring practice start. I can't wait till the spring game starts. I'm definitely going to be going into as much of their um, functions as possible as possible. I'm trying to get to all of them because I really want to see what they do. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see. I definitely cannot wait to see how that plays out. Um, That's pretty much it for the show. I know I had a lot to unpack there with the Calvin Ridley thing. And also with um, Dylan Springer, I didn't have much to say on the Dylan Springer situation. I'm just happy that he's coming back. But really, there's not much moving in the world of Georgia Southern football right now. And um, I guess that's a good thing. You know, no news is good news most of the time. Um, but I just can't wait to see what extra recruits that we're getting. I know we had a couple of tight ends that was um, recruited um, with, like I said, that the, were, were committed. And we also have the quarterback that just got an offer. And I think I just saw over the wire that um, we had another – I want to say, please don't quote me on this. I think we had another person that uh, was uh, offered a scholarship as well. I think it was a receiver. So um, we're, we're, we're continuously trying to get better and better. And, and that's what you want to see when it comes to Georgia Southern because after a three and nine season, there's nowhere else to go but up. You know what I mean? Nowhere else to go but up. And speaking of going up, the Atlanta Falcons actually overachieved once again. And I think um, addition by subtraction with Calvin Ridley is the way to go here. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be good wherever he goes. Um, I just think the time with Atlanta and where Atlanta is as far as salary cap-wise and what they're trying to do, what they're trying to build, and the fact that they won this many games with the staff that they have, I think this would be a good move for Atlanta to go ahead and part ways with Calvin Ridley. I, I, I would be surprised if he comes back to play for the Atlanta Falcons. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did hit that like button, if you're on the YouTube side of things, subscribe to the channel. If you're on the YouTube side of things, if you're listening to this on the podcast avenues, give me a good rating. Let people know what I'm doing over here. Share this uh, episode and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already and subscribe to the, uh, the podcast if you haven't already, so you can get the, get these episodes as soon as they go up. All right, y'all. I will see you guys on the next. Oh, one more thing before I go. 
I'm planning on possibly expanding the podcast to go on other avenues as far as um, video wise. So I'm still in the works of trying to get the podcast back on Google Podcasts. If you've been on Google Podcasts, it's probably still back on episode 220 or something like that. I've been having issues trying to get the podcast back on Google Podcasts, but no, I will be trying to do that as well. SoundCloud as well. I've been having an issue with that as well. But um, I'm planning on possibly trying to expand over to other places. I may try to go to rumble.com. I may try to go over there. I'm not, I have to see what they're all hitting on so far. But uh, a lot of people are moving over to rumble. Seems like it's a pretty good compliment to YouTube. So I'll be looking into that as well. But um, all right, y'all. That's pretty much it. I will see you guys um on the next one, which is tomorrow morning. And uh, for episode 259, and you guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. Please be safe. Thank you guys once again for a thousand subs on YouTube. And we're going to try to get to the next feat, which is 1500. We'll see how that goes. All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. Take it easy. Peace.